Well, you just took it. You, you just took a breath, like like you were gonna start it. I was gonna, <gasps> I was gonna start it, and then you took a breath, and so then, <gasps> then I thought you were gonna start it, so I didn't start it. I was just oh. gasping at how phenomenal our world is. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Do tell. Uh, well, I'm gonna just jump. Oh, well, I guess I can't. Oh, do that. Uh, you mean? Oh, okay. You've got like a dude because of your. <laughs> I was gonna. Oh, this is like I was gonna segue, but then I have to stop now because. Yeah, because uh, nobody knows what this is or who we are or what the hell is happening. Hello and yeah. welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. The B Team. Uh, every time you scream, here's the thing. I, so I. <laughs> I, I edit all the audio for our for this podcast, and there are definitely like your your microphone etiquette sucks balls. I'm just, <laughs> I was just gonna say right now, like it sucks. Um, there yeah. are times you scream, and the screaming isn't so bad. But I don't know if you ever listen back to the episodes that you're in. Nope. There Never. are there are like the screaming I can fix relatively easily. But like without fail, your your podcast audio per episode <laughs> gets quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter as the episode goes on. Like by the end of the episode, I don't know if you're like, you've done a, a 180 and you're not even facing your microphone anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know what is happening. Relaxed like, into my chair. I'm a little bit further but, away from yeah. my microphone or something. But like, hey, you just become subdued. You're like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I start so, out strong, lots of energy, and uh, yeah. quickly dies off. <laughs> so sit, the, so sit the hell up. Be aware of where the microphone is in in relation to you, and speak into it because you're pissing me off. Sure thing. My name's Brady. Brady. <laughs> Oh, you introduced yourself. Okay, I am, I'm sorry. Carl. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Carl. Is that okay. better? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is another weekly news show. And as of recently, I don't know if that was grammatically correct. Um, we've been starting our news shows off with Carl giving us some sort of insight into some sort of crazy technology or thing that's happening out there in the world. And so. Um, yeah. So, so I, and unless Carl yeah. doesn't have anything prepared, no, I, see I got, no reason oh man, not to continue. We li- like let me let me se- jump back into my awkward segue that we had to interrupt. We live in a freaking amazing world, so much so that like there's a laundry list of things I can do. And last week I made you choose between two things, and this yeah. week there's just so many cool things. That- I mean, the choice was fun. Now there's three things that you need to choose one okay. between. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so is the choices man, is man-made are man-made meat off the table now. Yes. Is it like once yes. you choose? Okay. Yeah, unless it all comes right. back up. So like, um, one of these three items, uh, I've seen uh, two or three news articles for. So and this is so this is the most recent one that's come across my news feeds uh, and emails, but, but it's referring to the same thing. Uh, so anyway, the three options are. <clears throat> Uh, uh, the ability to be a little bit more potentially like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the ability to potentially talk to animals, specifically a single animal type of animal. Okay. So, doc- <laughs> so, sp- so, so far we have the powers of Spider-Man and the powers <laughs> of Dr. Doolittle. Or uh, the ability to re- regenerate uh like Wolverine specifically Wolverine. one one 
one body type part. <laughs> okay, so we have Weapon X, we have <laughs> Dr. Doolittle, and we have Spider-Man. Ugh. <laughs> Like when I when I pose the questions like this, it makes it seem like like these things are super fantastical. And when we dive into them, they're not as fantastical as I'm gonna make them seem. But they're I mean, still, I'm still really freaking cool. <laughs> I'm still excited for us to both drink Coke on the show. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm excited to do Coke with you. So yeah, you haven't you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. I, I have not, hard, it, honestly, it was only supposed to come out like two days ago or yesterday or something. So right. I, I haven't been looking, but I have to go out today right. and I will look, yeah, um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll run, run around and have a look on my way home today. Um, okay. So I'm going to rule out the talking with animals thing oh. because, well, because that's never as cool as what, you know, like because yeah, it's going to yeah. be so far from the Dr. Doolittle. It's going to be like, oh, yeah. you know, we're okay. we're monitoring animals' brainwaves or whatever and yeah. and listening to their barks or whatever, and we think this is what they're asking yeah. for. And, and it's like, eh, you're not uh, actually having a conversation with the animal. No. And I'll, I'll like, give a really brief kind of um, glimpse at to what the other options not picked are for those that want to kind of google it and have a look themselves because they're still pretty cool the spider-man one is very tempting because i have said for a long time that i think you know people are like if you could have any superhero superpowers what would you and and i've always thought that my answer would be spider-man because i think Mm. the crawling is super cool the the peter tingle it's pretty oh, cool. The spider sense is so like if you dive no, no, into no, no, the no. spider sense, the spider sense is so well. I'm whatever you want to call it. Like the <laughs> the actual spider sense is so it's so cool, powerful and op that people don't even realize. Like in the comics, he can use it to win poker games. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> like that's how crazy and Annie's Annie's super strong. Annie's but. Strong, yeah. <clears throat> Which is something they don't display enough, I feel like. Or they don't make a big enough deal out of in the movie. The MCU but has done a pretty good job. Like when they he's did first a good, introduced, he Captain America a car. dropped Captain America drops like uh, a semi truck on him, essentially. Yeah, and he catches it. <laughs> um But if we're not talking Toby Maguire Spider Man, then being more like Spider Man rules out like you know, you, you still have to design your own web and web shooters mm-hmm. right. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm, I think, and because again, the Spider-Man one is only ever going to be technology based, right? Like there's, there's, there's not going to be, I guarantee you that your story is not going to be, you know, oh, we're going to mess with human genes so that you're, you can stick <laughs> you to walls stick without to walls any there. kind of gloves right. or something <laughs> like that. So right. I think I'm going to go with a regenerative thing. Nice. Just because that yeah. seems to be the most like about, I think. actual yeah. human changing kind of, you know, messing yeah. with the way our bodies function. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to go with yeah. regenerative, regenerative. And this is the one that I, I've seen a couple articles for, too. It's come across my. All right. So my, hit me. Feet a few times. Okay. So first, we'll go over the other two real briefly. So uh, uh, a non peer reviewed paper is being published from the University of Tokyo. Some professor named Adrian David Chuck has used AI to start to decipher what chickens can say or saying. 
okay. <laughs> Chickens. It's not even like, uh, you know, I'm like a dog like, or a cat. I'm thinking not like something animals, people care about. <laughs> yeah, animals that it would be helpful to communicate with. Like, <laughs> why won't you? Chicken. Why won't you use the litter box? Oh, okay. Let's have a conversation about it. No, literally, like chickens fuck, fuck. oh you want more please. feed okay <laughs> yeah yeah please don't um. turn me into a nugget like that's the extent of that conversation i feel like but okay yeah. so i'm glad okay. i did not okay. choose that one <laughs> i thought it was fun um definitely wasn't my top choice but i thought it could make for a fun conversation if we don't <laughs> Well, okay. The it, other one in, is. It sounds like in about five years' time, you'll be able to have that conversation with a chicken. So just hold <laughs> off. You can ask the chicken which came first, the chicken or the egg. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other one is that uh, some. Uh, where is this again? I think over in Asia somewhere. Again, I think China. They have uh, made. They've been able to make a way to harvest spider silk, which isn't easy because spiders pose a lot of trouble, but they've essentially infused, infused silkworms with, they've, they've, they've essentially altered the genetics of a silkworm somehow so that they produce spider silk, uh, which is six times stronger than Kevlar. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Seems so, like it would take a long time to harvest. Well, spider silk enough. is pretty monotonous to harvest. Or no, sorry, silk in general is pretty monotonous to harvest, like with silkworms and stuff. That's why it's sure. That's why such an expensive shit commodity. Costs so much. But it's like increasing the tensile, like spider silk is supposed, supposed to have this like super tensile strength and durability and usability. So like, yeah. They're making silkworms make spider silk instead of silkworm silk. It's pretty cool. You know, like, okay, so this is something I've thought about before. And the fact that the last two stories here have been, because the chicken thing was like an Asia thing as well, right? Yeah. I I frequently imagine that showing up in China, like that the rest of the world, China or, or Japan, that the rest of the world sort of has this perception of China or Japan, but in reality, China is just like it is the real world equivalent to Wakanda, and you just show, and and everyone's wrong because you show up there and they're like years and years and years advanced. They're like all flying around in spaceships and stuff like that. You just can't see it because of the projected illusion that just makes it look like bamboo rice and panda bears, right? Like, sure, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so the, the the chosen topic, the headline of this article, which is the third or fourth I've read on this, um, Japanese company testing drug to regrow there we go, Jap- teeth in humans. Ooh, okay. that's actually cooler than, like... Is that not man. really cool? It is yeah. cool because that's one of those things like some people just have like some people just have bad teeth genes, right? Like some people yeah. you can do everything yeah, there, right. There you're flossing, you're brushing. Where people just don't grow teeth very well or they 
They yeah, or you just you lose your teeth. Like yeah. your teeth just suck, and you lose your teeth. But yeah, ooh. Yeah. So okay, I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. So um, back in the early summer, late spring, um, these researchers were doing some tests with ferrets, and they were having some pretty decent success and having their teeth regrow, which apparently are pretty similar to the way humans grow teeth uh, or something like that to that effect, uh, which is why they were using ferrets. Uh, Anyway, the, this article says that they're going to be moving on to some human trials in the new year. Some at some point, July 24, 24, they'll be moving on to human clinical trials to, 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 See if it works. The, this drug works in humans too. The thing this article doesn't go into is that apparently the, that I read in one of the previous ones. Apparently, we as humans actually have a third row of teeth buds in our in our really? jaws somewhere. So, like, we our baby teeth grow in, and then they fall out, and our human teeth, our uh, our adult teeth. Uh, buds kind of mature and grow the new t- new set of adult teeth, but apparently there is a third set of buds that just don't activate um, because of yeah for whatever reason. Um, there's like a protein or something. Our body here it is. Uh, pharmaceutical company Tora. I'm gonna butcher it. A pharmaceutical company in Japan says it has developed new antibody drug that stops proteins in the mouth responsible for sp- suppressing tooth growth, which would refer to this third uh, row of buds. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think you'd like, if you lose the third row, I haven't read anything that says you'd grow, grow a fourth set of teeth um, based on a, but based on an article I read uh, over the summer, I think you'd just have like a third potential growth of teeth if you needed it right but pretty cool uh quote in the article finally our final goal is to offer advanced and scientifically driven clinical solution for the growth of teeth derived from our own tissue so their ultimate goal is to kind of have that continual regrowth i think but from an earlier thing i think that's like eh, a little bit going to be a little harder to push for than just activating those already uh, latent buds in your mouth. But now, yeah, is, it's is pretty cool. Is there anything, is there anything about like, is the theory, <clears throat> the scientific theory that like at one point in the human evolution, uh, none we, of the articles I read, grow them? none of the articles I read dove into that original okay. theory. Like, like, um, like sharks, continually regrow their teeth and continually lose their teeth. Right. Right. Cause I'm just thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> that like some, the, the theory would be like in that line of thinking, the theory would either be, okay, we used to be able to, and for some reason we don't anymore, or these new, these third buds have only shown up in the last, like that it's, it's the early stages of what would be future evolution. Do you know what I mean? Mm, right. Okay. Right. It's either, yeah. it's either a cycle in human, whatever that we no longer have or have reached and can't get back to. Yeah. Or, because because like, we started I mean? taking care of ourselves, we stopped needing to grow a third yeah. set of teeth kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or yeah. none, none or, of these articles got into that. They just kind of were yeah. more like about the drug that's being tested and trying to make it like the possibility of it. <clears throat> right. But, uh, yeah. Pretty freaking cool. You could you could no longer have to worry about brushing your teeth. Just take the take a pill and throw <laughs> <Well>, teeth. <laughs> I mean <laughs> public service announcement for those who need to be in close proximity to you. Please still brush your teeth. <laughs> you, you dirty, dirty bastard. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, that's wow. that's actually really cool. Is that not freaking awesome? Like, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The last I'm article I read of that was like back at the beginning of August, and I was like, oh man. By the time I'm back on the podcast in September, this article is going to be old, and I don't. There'll be other interesting things to talk about that are more recent. So I'm glad it came back up that they were with this announcement that they're doing human trials, and we can talk about it because so cool. <laughs> Next oh, yeah. thing you know, we'll be regrowing limbs or turning into lizards. Well, the regrowing <laughs> limbs and stuff isn't that like there is that's like some of the stem cell stuff, right? Yeah, I don't know how where that's at, but uh, yeah, yeah, we could don't turn into know. lizards uh, alternatively though. So yeah, I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> you know. All right, let's get into our actual news topics for today. Our movie so, news. Maybe not one of my. I was going to say one of my favorite actors, but an actor that I'm always excited to see show up in something, an actor that I love to in, uh, not intimidate, imitate. I love to intimidate this man. No, I love to <laughs> he imitate. He probably does not intimidate. He's probably yeah. not intimidated by you at all. No, he doesn't. He doesn't give <laughs> he a two shit. doesn't give a crap. Uh, is Michael Caine. <clears throat> yeah. He's probably like, who the bloody hell is this? Michael Caine played Ebenezer Scrooge in the greatest iteration oh, of A Christmas yes. Carol ever made, Great. which is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. Uh, he was Austin Powers' father. Yep. Uh, he played Alfred in what is many people's favorite iteration of Batman. He's not my favorite Alfred or my favorite Batman iteration, um, but that's still... A hell of a, a hell of a role, um, and he's played many, 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 many other characters over his <clears throat> career. Who is your favorite Alfred? <sighs> we all know your favorite Batman, uh, but I, I like when you when you when you start talking about somebody who's not Batman that's been portrayed a lot, portrayed on the screen. Like I don't I don't think I know. Like I would assume. It's uh, what's his name from the same movie that Michael Keaton's Michael, in? Michael Michael Gow. Um, but that I mean that that assumption is based purely on the fact that you like Michael Keaton as Batman. <laughs> yeah, I mean I do like Michael Gow's Alfred because I like thinking that uh, I like I like the idea that Alfred is older and. And looks like like gives off the impression that he's probably not able to do much because of his age. Yeah. But 
<clears throat> but that's not at all the case, and he's actually <clears throat> very useful and and quirky and you know whatever. Right. So I mean, okay, let's. This wasn't in the plan, but let's run through them real quick. So we have um, starting, and we'll start like way back at the beginning, um, and we'll move forward. I, I'm discount uh, William Austin from 1943. I'm discounting because <laughs> I don't think that's anyone's favorite Alfred. Same with Eric Wilton from 1949. Okay, so uh, we'll just get those off the table. Alan Napier from 1966, the Adam West Batman. Uh, nah, <laughs> right? I mean, like he's great and whatever, but he's as campy as the rest of that Batman was, and so I don't really know that you know that 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 counts um then we have michael gow who was the the michael keaton tim burton uh, and joel schumacher alfred and i think he's great i really really like him i think when i picture alfred in my head that's kind of what i picture um obviously obviously we have michael kane we have Jeremy Irons, who I think I think Jeremy Irons has a there's a fun dynamic between him and Ben Affleck's Batman, but ultimately I Jeremy Irons just doesn't scream Alfred to me, and I don't know I can't really put a finger on it. He's just I think he's he's he, he seems too young and like able bodied for alfred for me for some reason um and i and i don't know why then there's andy circus from the the robert pattinson one i think andy circus did great i don't think i've seen enough of him yet to be able to say he's my favorite and then if you want to get real technical douglas hodge played alfred in uh the walking phoenix joker movie but I mean, I, yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> you see even less of him. I, I just Googled actors who played Pennyworth and Andy Serkis came out. I was like, what? And then I read underneath the Batman. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> I completely my forgot answer, he had played. My answer for this is, I think, going to surprise you and a lot of people. My favorite <clears throat> Alfred is not any of those Alfreds. Okay. My favorite Alfred, even though he he's young and able-bodied and it doesn't quite fit oh, into you're gonna the... You're going to say the guy I want to say. It, it doesn't quite fit into... like it, it, it contradicts what I said about Jeremy Irons, but because of when this Alfred's iteration takes place, it makes sense that he's young and able-bodied. And by the time we catch up to Batman, Batman, uh, he would be older. I really, 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 really think that Sean Pert- yes. Pertwee yeah. from the Gotham series I was, gonna say the same was thing. a standout in that <clears throat> series. And really, they really delved into Alfred's militaristic background and the just something about getting to really see Alfred in the time when he's raising Bruce and struggling to raise Bruce, struggling to be the parent that he was never meant or supposed to be to Bruce. Yeah. 
really well, not liked just a it. parent but a guardian and the and a butler and like and the butler yeah, like and everything the, else all those dynamics probably because they had more time because it was a tv show we're able to like like sure. all the other ones he seems more like more of a butler than a potential father figure but mm-hmm. yeah sean's portrayal is like yes that feels like how alfred uh, should be alfred reads in the comics yeah and 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 the dynamic of being a parent being a yeah. guardian who yeah. Technically, is an employee, the professional of, and gentleman. Yeah, but he's he's an employee. The the the, the dynamic of being yeah. an employee, being fireable, <clears throat> yeah, by the kid that you're the parent of, right? Like yeah. it's it's yeah. It's so. Anyways, all that aside, yeah. Michael Caine, Michael Caine is alive and kicking. This isn't one of those those you know rest in peace Michael Caine things, um, but it may be a rest in peace Michael Caine on the screen kind of things um as he's come out now and has said hey you know what i'm kind of basically sort of pretty much retired like i'm i'm not gonna do this anymore um he says i'm bloody 90 now (laughs) yeah and i can't walk properly and all that he says i i'm sort of retired now and so he and he goes on to talk about how grateful he was for his career and stuff like that and and so on and so forth and you know it it's one of those things where he's retiring because he doesn't really have a choice right i'm sure he'd love to keep doing things but also he's like i well i i i'm just reading the hand <laughs> I'm reading yeah. the cards. I'm aware of the cards I'm holding. I'm looking at pictures uh, here just to kind of see how he's aging. He looks pretty good for 90. But there's a few, there's a pic, couple pictures here where he's like on a red carpet. And you can't tell because it's like above the waist, like above the belly button kind of shot. But he's very obviously sitting down because he's holding a cane and the cane is up in his chest. <laughs> Yeah, he's, like an old he's guy. sitting down on a red carpet. Oh, there's a better shot. He's uh, in the chair. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting down other, on the chair at a red carpet event. <laughs> like other on the red carpet. Have, <laughs> yeah, other actors that have had to do this are people like more recently Bruce Willis, right? Bruce Willis retired because he he can't he actually can't act anymore. Yeah, his right? mental he's faculties not, aren't there anymore. Jack Nicholson. Right, everyone's like, well, "How come we don't see Jack Nicholson anymore?" Something that a lot of people don't know is that towards the end of Jack Nicholson's acting career, he was experiencing severe memory loss. Like he simply just couldn't memorize a script anymore. He couldn't remember his lines, um, and so he he's been living kind of a quiet, private life in his his later years. But yeah, so it's I mean, it's here's the thing: it's it's sad. It is sad that that we're losing Michael Caine as an actor, um, but also it, it's one of those situations where, much like if the actor had died, we can just commemorate, remember his career, and the fact that the man is ninety, and his last, like his his most recent acting credit was from last year and he's got two more in the pipeline that are set to come out 
right? So like, it's yeah. it's not like he, he could have been having this conversation twenty years ago at seventy. At seventy, he could have been like, "Guys, I'm seventy now. Yeah, like I've been acting all my life, and I'm ready to." not do that anymore i'm ready to yeah like his first acting credit is from 1946 1946 which is insane i I wasn't alive (laughs) i mean no yeah no shit um but 1946 yeah it's a long career and like, oh, it's a it, when it's you a think crazy about it, career. You think about it. the The average person that has got a good career usually plans to retire in their sixties and and not go back to work. They might do an odd job, side job here or there, but not go back yeah. to like their full time career. Like he's ninety, so he's been doing it for. Th- 25 to 30 years longer than he needs that his career longer than he needs. Like, so like not, not that acting can be hard physically on the body, but man, that's you still got to get up every day and go to work and <laughs> put in your yeah. hours. And, yeah. yeah. The man, the man was five years past his retirement age when he started playing Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> right so like i i don't know it's it's yes it's sad um but also you know the man has been acting for the last 70 some odd years you know There's i never 70 thought about years it. yeah i never thought about it till right now though but it's kind of a, a prime role for for an actor like how what many is? actors an old person <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. if a script calls for an elderly gentleman, how many elderly gentlemen actors are there out there that you could be like, that's the guy we need? Well, it, we and need not only Michael Caine. Yeah. We and need not a only Michael like, Caine style actor to, to fill this role. Yeah. Not only is he old and able to act, but is an incredible, like how many yeah. old actors are <clears throat> Michael Caine tiered? Exactly. Right. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can yeah. almost ask for whatever you wanted. <laughs> what are you going to do? Go yeah. hire Tom Cruise? He's, even though he's old, he's not, doesn't look that old. How do, old do is. The refer, do the reverse of de aging and overage them? <laughs> I mean, you've got Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. Still. Yeah, I suppose. Right? Yeah. He's 84. Yeah. 84. Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, eighty four, and yeah. we're so, we're we're projecting that we'll likely see him at least pop up briefly in Deadpool three. Yeah, so it's that, not, that's nuts. Yeah, and like, I'm I'm not saying that there's no old actors because obviously we just listed a bunch, but like, the older you get, the smaller that list becomes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, time. Time. Time doesn't have mercy on anybody. <laughs> These people are amazing, right? Because I think about myself, w- w- what I'll be like when I'm <clears throat> 80, right? 
Yeah. And and the energy that I'll have and what I'll be able to do and stuff like that and and it's not it's not a lot. <laughs> like it's it's not a, I'm not I don't project myself to be a super adventurous uh 80-year-old if I make it to 80. Right? But at 75, at 75 years old, Sir Ian McKellen was playing Gandalf. Yeah. In the Battle of the Five Armies. Like that's that is yeah the, the the people who are doing these roles the things are it, it it's just it's astounding absolutely astounding so anyways yes it looks like Michael Caine is hanging up the cane um, <laughs> and uh, is just gonna kind of enjoy his his last couple of years because and that's the thing right he's ninety yeah he probably doesn't have a lot of time left well. You know, you got that uh, miracle Hollywood juice running in your veins. You could have another 10, 15. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, at the very least, he'll be able to regrow his own teeth. Yeah. And so that's, sure. that's yeah. there's keep, keep something, food. Yeah. something there. Okay, moving on. <laughs> the first <clears throat> teaser trailer has dropped for the upcoming Disney Plus series, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Have you seen, you've seen the Percy Jackson movies? Uh, yeah, they only made the two, right? Yeah, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, and yeah. then, uh, or the, the Lightning Thief was the No, Lightning Thief was first the first one? one. Okay, and then the second the, the one was sea, about, sea of Monsters or something? Yes, that sounds right, sure. Yeah, that. something about, something about monsters. Listen, I watched the trailer... And I don't understand Disney's relentlessness to try to turn this franchise into something. Well, apparently the books are really good. So apparently they're if you've amazing. You've got the license for it. You've got a you've got an audience that'll watch it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I like, don't know. Did you like but the two just, movies? Did you watch both of them? I I I thought the first one was fun. Um and then after that I I the second one I thought was was a decline for sure. And yeah. 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 I it, it, you know. Mm. I I wouldn't say the first one's amazing, but I think it's good for being you know, in an era where it was not a pre-established film franchise, it was sort of the first in a franchise based off a book, but like, you know, that that was pretty CGI heavy and stuff like that. I th- I thought it was good, mm-hmm. um, but it it kind of seems like like when I was watching this this trailer for the show, it just kind of felt like I'm like okay, you know what? It seems kind of interesting, but also it's it seems tacky and childish. Like it seems like the acting stand, the dialogue seems clunky. It doesn't seem like there's any real stakes. It seems like the. It seems like the approach to this, the standards, the bar that they set in terms of, okay, what does this series need to be? It seems like somewhere in that process, they're like, okay, well, we're making this mostly for children, so it 
the, the bar doesn't need to be very high. We don't need big standards mm. here. Um, yeah, it, it, it kind of just looks underwhelming, right? When this was something that was announced, I was like, oh, okay, cool. This could be something, you know, they're going to breathe a new life into it. I think it's a fun concept, the idea of, of you know, that all that Greek mythology stuff is actually real and they're walking among us still. And, and I, th- yeah. I think that that idea resonates with me. That's something that that is right Opening up my alley kind of in terms of. Day yeah, it's something I'd be interested in. Yeah. But this this I don't know this. At least from this teaser trailer, maybe it's just a shitty t- teaser trailer for what's going to be an excellent show. But this teaser trailer made me think, oh, you're you're not ready to let it go, but you're also not really wanting to, you're not willing to do something big with it. So this is the series that you're sending this IP to to die. Carl, you saw the trailer. What are your thoughts? Does this pique your interest at all? Is it a show that you, you know, that maybe you'll watch with the kids? Because it looks like it's probably going to be mostly kid appropriate. Hang on. You're attributing uh, a a movie series being sent to a streaming service as an early grave? (laughs) What does that say for Star Wars? (laughs) When the series looks like this. When the series looks and feels like this. Okay. Okay. Right? Like, it Uh, looks like they're just like, let's stick it on Disney Plus and throw a minimal budget at it, and we'll have my, you know, 12-year-old niece write it, is kind of how it feels. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my two cents, I guess. So, I watched both both the other ones. I I enjoyed like I didn't think they were amazing cinematic masterpieces, but, but they were really like like you said like they were fun. The second one, I think I enjoyed it on an equal level to the first one. I think they they kind of it stood up stood the ground that the first one uh, laid down and it didn't falter, but it didn't didn't rise above either by any means. Um, just. I really like that. Yeah, the whole concept of um, mythology being real and living about amongst us present day, and what that looks like, and things like from the first Percy Jackson film when the <clears throat> the um, the Fates, the three Fate sisters, are like they're taxi drivers and they're sharing the eye as they're driving around and. That, I thought that was pretty – I think those were the fates. Anyway, yeah, like that. that's kind of really fun and quirky, and I enjoyed enjoyed how they presented and portrayed all that in the first two films. This, I felt like – man, I felt like the majority of this trailer definitely didn't seem – yeah, I would agree. It doesn't seem like it's on the same level – cinematically as as the movie and that's probably because it's got a lower budget but what really hits home about that is even though i haven't seen percy jackson and the lightning thief in a long time it seemed like they recreated a number of shots shot for shot almost like i feel like when he's looking at the pen and it's shaking in his hand i feel like that's directly from that was something that was in the film when he's looking at his i know that when he's looking at his paper and the letters get all goobly goobly like he's got dyslexia or something that that is is from 
the the film which i mean all this is probably from the source material from the book yeah which makes some sense that it's recreated shot for almost shot for shot but because it's look seems like it's shot for shot it's kind of like you're immediately directly comparing right which which i've said it before like when you could hurt it yeah when you when you when whenever they do reboots you're instead of kind of taking that trope and going in a new direction with it and trying something different and bold. If you take the name of and try and recreate, then you're going to be held to the standard of that original. If especially that standard is high. So even though lightning thief isn't like a cinematic masterpiece, based on this trailer, it seems like it's definitely better. And I can't not compare it to lightning thief because lightning thief wasn't, even though it didn't, wasn't a, I didn't think it was a horrible film was still a lot of fun. And this Mm -hmm. trailer does not look as good as lightning thief. That all being said, (laughs) Uh my niece, my eldest niece is a huge fan of Percy Jackson. I assume she still is back when she would like, Five ten years ago, when she first read, like the she books. read the books. Yeah, yeah okay. well, I, I would say five years, five six years ago, when she first read the books, because she's thirteen now, thirteen or fourteen now. Like when she first read the books, she loved them. She thought it was amazing, and she watched the film with her parents, and she thought the film was horrible because it yeah. didn't stand up to the source material very well, which is common. I think for people who have read the book first, <clears throat> yeah. Well, for, I mean, for some, any series, some yeah, some some things do it better than others. Uh, a good example would be um, Netflix just released uh, the series One Piece, which uh, is adapted from an anime, which has got like four hundred plus episodes right now, which is adapted fr- from a manga, and. <clears throat> Usually adaptations from manga to anime are very faithful and people don't have an issue with them. But it's one uh, they've they've it's only in the last five or ten years that people have started adapting animes to live action films. And most of them have fallen flat, fallen flat on their face. Some a lot harder than others. Not many have had any kind of success. But this one piece uh, show did a, a excellent job and has got very few people griping about it. And even those that are griping, their gripes are minor and they still enjoy it. Right. Um, and I would attribute this and I'll, I think almost everyone does to the fact that the, the manga writer, the person who writes the, the original source material, the manga was brought in, on the production and had final say. Right. So it was a doubt like for this six, six, six or eight part series, they had to cut stuff, right? Like you can't, you can't do a, a 20 episode season in eight episodes. You just can't. Right. So they had to cut stuff, but because the original author of the material is there saying, don't cut this, uh, cut this, but then to bring it back and, and make it still, um, make the character 
still this an important thing for the character we'll just we'll do work around it this way you know what i mean so mm-hmm. like yeah bringing in if 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 which just kind of makes me go like yeah anytime you're doing a film or a show about based off a book you got to bring that source material in that source the, the the original thought behind it in right which is probably again like now that I'm thinking about it like Harry Potter's success is probably attributed to the fact that J.K. Rowling was very involved in those films right um, yeah maybe so yeah, I don't know how involved the author of the Percy Jackson series is in this film uh, it's Disney so I'm going to guess not at all because <laughs> Disney will do what they want you know uh, Walt Disney is dead so he can't have the standards that he did with like like uh what what show what, uh, was that movie with the um the umbrella lady uh Mary Poppins Mary Poppins yeah wasn't it what like there's a there, they did a, a a movie about that where Walt Disney's talking to the author and saying yeah saving Mr. Banks yeah saying he'll do it justice like studios don't do that anymore for the most part it's kind of sad <laughs> mhm yeah Okay, so well, there you have it. It, you know, it ultimately. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how it it shapes out. I the first ones weren't a critical success. Obviously, they weren't a financial success. Hence, no. they stopped making them. Um, so it's an interesting move, but we'll just kind of have to see what the plan is. Speaking of television shows. That are coming out. It is now official that we are getting a reboot with the original showrunner for The Office. Specifically, like the American series of The Office. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you flat out right now. I have never seen an episode of The Office. What? No. And despite everyone reacting the way you just reacted, I really like I've watched clips. I'm not completely in the dark about the office. Oh, I've seen clips. I do. Um but I've never watched the office and from the clips I've watched I I don't know that I want to or really care. And, and a lot of it comes, and I think a lot of it comes down to the office is from an era that I don't enjoy. And that era is when we moved away from multicam sitcoms, right? With the fourth wall and the the okay. several familiar actual, sets. Actual stage performance sitcoms. Yeah, Live audience, you know, whatever, multicam sitcoms. And then we moved into this era of like handheld sitcoms, handheld cameras. And, and it almost sometimes intentionally, like the camera movements were not shaky, but like moved around a lot in, in, to kind of make it feel like it was like either documentary style or, um, 
or like you know someone holding a camcorder capturing what was happening type of thing right um and i and i just i'm pretty sure it's is it either parks and rec or arrested development maybe one of them is the same way maybe they're both the same way i don't know those are also shows i've never watched um and it just doesn't interest me it just for whatever reason it's a departure from a format that i love which is the multicam sitcom and so it it just for me it's an immediate uphill like it would have to really stand out to me for some reason Mm. for me or or to to have someone in it cast in it that i really love and had to see all that being said of would have been parks and rec arrested development parks and rec more traditional sitcom not okay. not not like with the fourth wall like friends not multicam but yeah but so more, still single cam more traditional yeah uh all that being said i recognize and understand the pop culture juggernaut that was the office again specifically the american version of the office with your john krasinski's and your steve Carell's and and whoever else so, this doesn't interest me. It doesn't interest me in the slightest because I, you know, why would I get excited about a reboot of a show that I've never watched? However, it does seem like there's going to be a lot of people who are very excited for this. Cool. We don't have any official word yet on who is and is not returning. However, many characters many actors from the show, John Krasinski, Jenna Fisher, Angela Kinsey, uh, Leslie David Baker, uh, and Creed Bratton have in the past all expressed interest in returning if there was ever an opportunity to return. So does that mean they're going to be given the opportunity? We don't know. Right? The showrunner may be like, oh, you know what? We're going to trim the fat. We're going to, it's not going to be just the same way that it was before. It's in a new office or whatever, or it's going to be following. It's more of a spinoff. Who knows? But it seems like that list of people are kind of interested. It's a name that doesn't appear on this list is Steve Carell. And I'm wondering if you can do. Again, having not seen the show, so maybe the answer is yes, obviously, you totally could. I'm wondering, can you really do a reboot of The Office without Steve Carell? Like, he's my understanding is he's everyone's favorite character to hate. And so so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Either way, it doesn't interest me. Carl, it sounds like you have watched The Office um, and are a fan of The Office. Does a reboot of The Office interest you? And who do you think... Like if you could only if you could only secure three actors or three characters that had to return, right? Maybe more will return, but you you can only lock in three for sure that are crucial to making a reboot succeed. Who are those three? Um, yeah, my mic is being. There we go. I got it. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, first, man, you gotta give the office a try. Like, you under, you understand that, like, it's like a mocu- mockumentary, like, it's, like, it looks like a documentary because they're 
pretending it's a documentary, right? You, un- you yeah. get that? Yeah. yeah okay. D- yeah. Doesn't interest me. <laughs> oh, man. You should give it, you should give it like three to five episodes at least. Just the first three or five. It's so good. Oh, man. I can't believe you've never seen it. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I've seen all of it. I've all seen all of Parks and Rec, too. Um, that does sounds like they're kind of doing like a like a reboot present day kind of thing by this article like dealing with there's a uh, i'm not going to read through the article again but there was like a mention of like papers becoming less and less predominant oh it's right at the beginning never comedy gold yeah so i don't know is there something there maybe we'll see um if I had to bring three back, man, it'd be tough to get like John Krasinski or like the, the, the big actors that really made a break. Um, um, man, uh, who could, like, I think the question is more like who could you get back more than, Right. Would you, like, well, John Krasinski's voiced interest. Yeah, but he's not going to come back as a, a mainstay. Like, his career has moved. That'd be a step down from what he's doing and what he's got on the For books. Sure. Yeah, but, like, it would just suck up I could too much see him time. coming back as for like a bit part here and there, mm-hmm. right? Like cameo appearances. Same with Steve Carell, but they're they're beyond that point in their career now, right? <sighs> I think everyone else you could probably any anyone else you could probably get get back as a full-time cast member I think. I think you could get Rain Wilson who played Dwight. I think you could get him yeah. easily. Everyone um, else uh for the most part all of them like main cast all yeah. the rest of them I have I would say haven't progressed their careers enough that having a solid um, TV appearance week to week wouldn't hurt their career, but would but mm-hmm. would continue to help it. But do you get Pam back without getting Jim back? Like- um, not unless somehow they they break up, which I think you would have hurt the show more than it would help it. Yeah. Right. Because the first the first one ended with them getting being married and having kids and like I don't think you break that that up. Yeah. Plot wise, story wise, just just not going to get back the actor. Wow. Oh, so I think we're missing another. I I think you bring in like Rain Wilson as Dwight, trying to keep keep the thing afloat, kind of thing. Like Steve, Michael Michael Scott is retired or moved on, and everyone else is kind of like moved on but dwight and a few others are are like trying to keep this uh paper salesman ship afloat so you you listed steve corral and john krasinski as the two actors you couldn't get back i think there's a third really who you're not gonna get ed helms i don't know oh come on he went on and he did the hangover movies he yeah, did the um, National vacation. Lampoon's Vacation thing reboot. Miller's. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think you'd get him back. 
Yeah, I suppose that might that he'd be a hard sell. I suppose I think he, there's a potential you could get him back over the other two, though. Oh yeah, out of the three, I think he's he's the more likely for sure. Although even here's the thing, though, as a full time role, I don't think you get Steve Carell or John Krasinski unless you're giving them a buttload of money. But I think you get Steve Carell before you get John Krasinski. I think John Krasinski is the least likely on that list. Really? You think you could get Steve Carell? You think you're good enough to get Steve Carell? I mean, what is Steve Carell really doing right now? He does the the, the Despicable Me spinoff still. When's the last time he had like a truly big, like, you know... It's he, he's not he, he's not a super hot name. He's done lots though, like Anchorman. Sure. Yeah. Sure. He's done. But uh, Anchorman, the the movie. last Anchorman movie was ten years ago. Where is it? <clears throat> this isn't an order of date, is it? Oh, it is. Wow. Right. Oh, no, it's not. It's not an order of date. I'm huh. looking at this to Google search, and it's not an order of date. No, man. IMDb, what are you doing with your life? I'm not an IMDb. IMDb. I'm going to IMDb. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like immediately following or in around the time of The Office. Yeah, he had Bewitched. He had Bewitched, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Evan Almighty, Get Smart, Date Night, Dinner for Schmucks, Crazy Stupid Love. But even Crazy Stupid Love was 12 years ago. Right? So I, I don't know that... And all of those were taking yeah, place I suppose. during the time of The Office. Since The he, Office, he's done... He oh, hasn't done a sequel to He has done a sitcom since then with Space Force in 2020, uh-huh. 2022. So, uh-huh. Yeah, and how successful he's, he's, was that? <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't great, but like I'm more more the fact that he's willing to commit to a, a, a show the space for a show yeah. that he's willing to commit to a show. Uh, I think you'd be surprised how many actors career. are willing to commit to a steady paycheck <laughs> to guaranteed work for, you know, yeah. at least a year. I would say like John Krasinski's has done that with, um, the Amazon, uh, what is it called? The, um, NSA show. Uh, Oh Yeah. Yeah, um, I know. I know what you mean. But yeah, John Krasinski, I mean, obviously he's got like he's not just in the actor. He's not just wearing an actor hat anymore. Right. Like Jack. He's, Ryan. That's what it was. Yeah, he did the Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Yeah. Right. And that's a big he played Jack Ryan. Yeah, that's, that's a big that, deal. Yeah. I would like even though that's a TV show, that's a big that's a big role. Let's, yeah. let's say that's a step up like sitcom Jack Ryan like Jack Ryan is is a, a big role for somebody to play. Oh yeah. Then, I mean on, yeah, and then on top he did of his that, quiet place stuff. On top of all this conversation, even if these people like they these two these two individuals can commit to doing another office series and they can still do movies. They could still yeah. hold down the the in between seasons show and direct and be part of a, a movie, be the lead in a movie somewhere. Yeah. I mean, he because, voiced Superman in the Super Pets movie. 
Yeah, he did. That's awesome. He's Superman. He's Superman, He's Superman and Reed Richards. He's Superman. Right? Yeah. So, anyways, all right, moving on. A little while back, there was a, and I say a little while back, it's probably a year or so ago now, um, Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. The, the OG, the gangster of Hollywood movie making, mostly because he does a lot of gangster films. Um, and it's one of those guys, you know, he's got his like, he's got his crew that he works with, right? Your Joe Pesci's, your Robert De Niro's, your Marlon Brando's, your um, the other guy that I'm um, gapping the name of right now. But yeah, it, Martin Scorsese's directing kind of catalog is stuff like The Irishman and The Wolf of Wall Street and um, American Masters and Shutter Island. So he does, he likes working with um, um, Leonardo DiCaprio as well because they did The Aviator. They did, but he's got like his, he did Goodfellas, obviously, Goodfellas. He's got sort of his crew that he likes working with. He did Taxi Driver, he, but he's also got that like, that genre, right? He likes old school movie making about old school stories and movies that you'd see come out in like the 70s and 80s. That's his MO. And about a year ago, he came out and just laid waste verbally to, at the time, I think specifically the MCU, but it kind of also like branched out into comic book films in general. Yeah, um, I remember this, it, yeah. And to sort of sum it up, he just basically said, well, movies like that aren't cinema. They're not cinema, right? Eh, they're movies, sure, great. But it's not true cinema. And he took a lot of hate for that. There was a couple people, a couple other people in Hollywood who kind of like jumped on his idiot bandwagon and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. But, but is that just agreeing with Marty Scorsese or is that actually your opinion? But... A lot of people, like, he face some backlash, right? Because a lot of people are like, screw you, pal. <laughs> like, biggest franchise, biggest genre in the absolute world right now. You're just pissy that nobody's asked you to come direct one. <laughs> like, I don't I, I don't know. It, you know, and maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe there isn't. Who knows? Um, I don't think he would ever want to. That's not his type of thing. Um, but... It is what it is. He came out, mm. he said a bunch of things, pissed some people off, and time passes and you kind of forget about it. Well, apparently Martin Scorsese is aware that people have sort of forgotten about those comments. Doubling down. Because he's doubling down. <laughs> he's doubling down. He said the danger there is in what's going on in our culture is because there are going to be generations now that think... Movies are only those, that that's what movies are. He's referring to comic book films. And then someone asks, he says, uh, do you think it's possible that some audiences already believe that? He says, they already think that, which means that we have to fight back even stronger. And it's got to come from the grassroots level. It's got to come from filmmakers themselves. And you'll, you'll have, you know, the Safdie brothers, and you'll have Christopher Nolan, 
You know, you know what I mean? And hit them from all sides. Hit them from all sides and don't give up. Let's see what you got. Go out there and do it. Go reinvent. Don't complain about it, but it's true because we've got to save cinema. <laughs> he says, I do think that the manufactured content isn't really cinema, he said. It's almost like AI making a film. And that doesn't mean that you don't have incredible directors and special effects people doing beautiful artwork. But what does it mean? What do these films, what will, uh, what do these films, what will it give you? What? Ah, he's old. He doesn't know how to talk. <laughs> Aside from a kind of consumption of something and then eliminating it from your mind, your whole body, you know, what does it give you? So, I'm going to say right now, Martin Scorsese needs to shut the hell up. <laughs> Bold. He needs to shut the hell up. And and not just because I disagree with him. Not because I, I disagree with him. Even if I was against comic book films and I didn't think that they made very good movies or, you know, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. We have to fight back from the grassroots level, treating comic book films like they are a cancer within the industry. What are you talking about? Shut the hell up. Because here's the thing. I've read I read further into this interview and the things that he was saying, stuff that's not listed in this article and yeah, basically he was saying like, you know, there will be it's going basically his position is that if things continue the way that they're continuing and, and, and the the surplus of comic book films are coming out and they're the biggest films and doing all the box office and whatever, then we will reach a point in time where if those are the only films that existed, then there would be a whole large group of people who wouldn't want to go to the theater. And he's right. He is right. If comic book films were the only films that came out, then, then there'd be a lot of people who didn't want to go to the theater. On the flip side of that, if Martin Scorsese's style, flavor, vein of cinema were the only cinema films that were available and existed... There would be a lot of people who wouldn't want to go to this. <laughs> like it's 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 so like the point that he's arguing is so backwards because he he kind of he's kind of approaching this argument like he doesn't think there's enough room in this town for the two of them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's yep. kind of like, well, it's either them or us, and we're better. And we're actually film, and it should be done the way it was done. We got to get back to the grassroots. We shouldn't even be shooting digital. We should be shooting with film, <laughs> right? We and we be, should be driving our our Ford Model Ones to the set because we should be drive. We should be drawing little horses on paper and putting them yeah. in a carousel with a candle and spinning them so that people can see the horse walk. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> if I'm at the hotel, if I'm at the hotel and the car shows up to take me to set and we don't have to get out front and hand crank it first and I say no and I wait for the next. Like just <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so stupid and it's so asinine and it's so backwards. And and really such an it like Martin Scorsese is one of the iconic like his face would belong on the Mount Rushmore of Hollywood directors. Sure. Right? It's a big deal. The new Martin Scorsese film. Great. But it, it to have someone that big come out and make these comments is such a slap in the face to the artists and hardworking individuals that that work on these big films. Right? And also, also, it's worth noting that Martin Scorsese, the guy who does not like comic book films, the guy that wants nothing to do with comic book films, almost made a comic book film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know this? Uh, I was wondering. <laughs> I didn't know. So, Sir Marty Scorsese. Um, don't do him. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't don't lessen the title of Sir by giving it to someone who hasn't earned it or can get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> was set to... He wasn't going to direct... But he was set originally, I, I don't know what happened, I don't know what stick ended up up his ass, but he was originally one of the co-producers of Todd Phillips' Joker movie. Now, I mean, of all the comic book films that have come out, Joker is the <laughs> I most think, I think Martin Scorsese comic book film. <laughs> that's Well, no. That's, that's, oh, it's based on a comic book character, but it would be a stretch to call it a comic book film. In the in the well, style what, in the style is, that like what is a comic book film if not a film based on a comic book character? It's the, the, yeah, so that would be yeah, but I don't think that's what he's attributing to a comic book film. He's 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 like the Marvel films and pretty much every Batman film made like. Those are far different style of film from what the Joker was. Right, but one of the names that... So you want to talk about Batman films? He's all for Christopher Nolan. That He believes Christopher Nolan is a true artist. That did catch me. I agree. I agree. Like his, his little rant there with mentioning Christopher Nolan make, <laughs> makes me go, uh, hang on a minute. Because... Like I would lump those in with like same kind of vein as the Marvel film. So like in my mind, a quote unquote superhero film would be very fast paced, lots of action, very little kind of down time. Uh, uh, downtime is a word, weird way to put it, but like it, it doesn't, it's it doesn't run itself the 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 if it's a two-hour film the two-hour film doesn't move like a 
a, a marathon. It moves like a sprint or a, 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 or a short, a shorter run. You know what I mean? Like it moves, yep. the pace moves quickly, right? Um, Joker doesn't really do that. No. And, right? and so neither do and, like Scorsese's films, like the Irishman was three and a half hours for some ungodly reason. Yeah. And, and throughout that, it's going to like linger and the pacing is going to be kind of more methodical and thought out and slower and, and, and that, in those kind of different areas of the film, even though it'll have its, like the newest film he's got coming out, uh, something wildflower, uh, killers yeah. of, of the flower, Oh, killers of the flower moon, right? Like you watch the trailer for this. It's got some pretty sweet looking action scenes in it. Some shootouts sure. and fight scenes. And like, it looks like it'll have some really fun action moments. Yeah. Then it's also got a lot of drama and, and slow pacing as well, obviously from the trailer. And I, I can't, I would, if I'm, if a quote unquote action film has that, they're very short segments of the film. Sure. They get drowned out by action and comedy and whatever else. You know what I mean? So, Except except the pacing in The Irishman was horrible. I, the film I, was 45 minutes too long. <laughs> I haven't seen it. But oh. but to kind of to pin to pin his point when he's talking about movie uh comic book films, I think he's referring to like the the way they're made and not the content they're made from. Sure. But it's still, I, I don't know. Either way, his comments to me just read as a bitter old man who just likes to make films the way that he was making films when he started. Right. He started his first film, his first like full length, actual proper film came out in 66. And that's how he likes to make movies. And that's great. That's fine. You don't have to adapt. You don't have to start making films like everybody else. But you know what? Just about every other director in Hollywood, you know what they do? They make the movies that they make, and they don't worry about what anyone else is making. (laughs) Just make your own movies. Make your own movies and shut the hell up. Yeah, I don't think he's like, he he can say this. I I don't, it doesn't bother me that he says this. I, I kind of I don't fully agree with his his sentiment. I do a little bit. I think the pacing in Marvel movie or, or Marvel and superhero movies, comic book movies, should slow down a bit. Um, but but at the same time, they're great. They're great. It's great cinema, <laughs> right? Especially for. Gener- the the as generations move on, thanks to uh, technology, our attention spans are so short. Mm-hmm. They get shorter and shorter, right? Like when you guys, man, I highly doubt it will. When did it come out? I'm gonna hang on. I gotta do a quick Google search on something. Um, well, what are you looking for? Because maybe I already know. No, you won't know. <laughs> okay. I guarantee you won't know. Uh, okay. okay, here we go. <clears throat> okay, when you guys, when you, when I say you guys, I'm talking about um, you and your our other cohort who is never never Pete. out on this episode. Yeah. Uh, when you get to 1979, 
in your rundown? Are you going that far back? I don't know. We don't know. There's some heated debate. All right. It's not if, heated. It's if you get to discussion. 79, if yeah. Mad Max is not a contender, I will lose my crap. Oh, I'm sure it w- if we get to 79, Mad Max will for sure yeah. be a contender. I just don't I know. I don't that it think would win. it'll win. I don't think it'll win. But it's like, have you ever watched it? Uh, not all the way through. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to get through because there's a lot of driving that scenes that don't like. There's at least fifteen to twenty minutes of a, a car just driving across the country. A lot of beat what would be considered B-roll now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And like you consider the pacing of that film to the pacing of a, a comic book film that like pacing of films back then is completely different. And that's where Scorsese is coming from. Yeah. Uh, So I don't completely disagree. I think the pacing of films should slow down some, they don't need to be so breakneck fast paced. Like uh, an action film should have some more drama thrown into it to kind of Mm. make it more, a more um, appealing story as a whole. Sure. Sure. Um, but uh, you don't actually talking about it here. I'm just kind of trying to think of like a comic book film that may have done this well. Iron Man three, I think, did this well. Iron Man Ooh, three paced that's a movie. A lot of people well. don't like exactly, and I think that's probably why because it it paced itself well. It like lingered on those dramatic moments of Iron Man struggling and and not having his suit and trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life. And yeah. So, you know, I think, I think we need more of that. I don't, I think if if that's where he's coming from, I agree with him. I don't, I don't disagree that what's happening now is, is garbage and needs to be stopped and at all costs. I don't think it's ruining the world, but right. Yeah. Okay. That's my two cents. (laughs) <laughs> Moving on to our final topic, sticking with the MCU and comic book films, you and I have talked at great lengths about how one of the issues, not the only issue by a long shot, one of the real issues right now, though, with the MCU is that it doesn't really have, not just not just that there's no one leading the Avengers, and we don't even know really what the Avengers look like, but both figureheads of the MCU departed from the MCU in Endgame. Those figureheads being Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark and Chris Evans's Steve Rogers. And and there really hasn't been, like, there's been speculation about, like, well, you know, I get technically it makes sense that that Captain Marvel would maybe be the next leader, but like we, we don't really know. And like I guess Thor's kind of one of the remaining OGs, so is Thor kind of the head of the MCU now? We don't really know. And and it's just like in honestly, at this point, the closest thing we have to a leader of the MCU is Wong. Right? <laughs> like it's 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 the Wong universe now. Um, because he's popping up everywhere. He's part of everything. He's he's Wong is the new. He's Nick the only Fury. connecting tissue. He's he's the new Infinity Stone. He's the only thing yeah. connecting everything together. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's so it's been suffering 
because we lost both of our figureheads. <laughs> the, the last chunk of Marvel MCU was known as the Infinity Saga. This will for forever go down as the Wong Saga. The Wong Saga. It's the wrong saga. It's the Wong Saga. Um, <laughs> Pun intended. Anyways, anyways <laughs> recently... <laughs> Chris Evans was asked about the potential of ever returning to the MCU as Captain America, and this is what Chris Evans had to say. Yeah, maybe. I'll never say never, just because it was such a wonderful experience. I'm also very precious with it. It's something that I'm very proud of, and like I said, sometimes I can't believe it even happened. And I wouldn't want the black eye if it ever felt like a cash grab or didn't live up to the expectations or if it just felt like it wasn't connected to the original thing. So no time soon. And ultimately, I really hope to just maybe act a little bit less in my life. I have a lot of other interests. Look, by no means have I climbed any sort of mountain in this field. I have no Oscars. I'm not lumped in with any other names that are at the top of the mountain in any way, but I also feel very satisfied. So, what does this mean? Well, it means he'd consider it. But I think there's a really, really important thing in here uh, where he says this sentence. He says, I wouldn't want the black eye if it just felt like a cash grab. I... I don't think any, like, even the MCU films that kind of suck, the MCU has never felt cash grabby to me, right? There's always a plan. There's always a story. It's just not always executed very well, right? So, I I don't think there's a risk of that or if it didn't live up to expectations, but this is the big one or if it just felt like it wasn't connected to the original thing. And to me, what that says is Chris Evans is not willing to come back and play a Captain America variant. He's not willing to come back and play Captain America from a different universe. I think what he's saying is, if I were to return, we'd have to use some sort of sorcerer magic or some sort of time travel or you know whatever it was. But if I'm coming back because it's so precious and I'm so proud of this and I'm proud of that character, I would want to play that character. I would want to play the 616 Steve Rogers. And that's that's one of my conditions. I, I'm not playing, I'm not going to play a slightly different Steve Rogers from a slightly different universe. Not going to happen. Um, listen, I... I I do think it's going to happen. I've I've said right from the get. We will see Chris Evans and we will see Robert Downey Jr. back at some point. I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know when. And I don't know to what extent. But I do believe we'll see we'll see them make a return at some point. I think you have to. At this point, I think it's becoming it, it has to becoming clear to Kevin Feige and Marvel that like, hey, we lost, we lost our, we lost our big guys kind of all at once there, huh? <laughs> like we just threw yeah, everyone kinda, out kind of dishwater. Seemed, uh, Ill, 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 uh, Ill advised. <laughs> so, anyways, Carl, what do you think of of 
Chris's comments here. Would you want Captain America to come back at some point? And do you think that that's something that would happen? Uh, man, the MCU is such a mess. Ah, like just talking about this, like we don't have, this isn't video recorded. So you ask me that question and I'm literally like rubbing, rubbing my hand over my face aggressively trying to like, uh, what, like this seems like the, uh, definitely a, a good move. Cause you're bringing back a solid actor to a character. They played extremely well, who is immensely important to Marvel Canon and the MCU. And, but at the same time, you've got to do it through such weird shenanigans that like, is it even worth it? It is. It just makes me think, yes, bring him back. It's needed. Shoot. No, don't. It'll just make a, a bigger mess of things. It's like, I am so exhausted with the, 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 the state of the MCU. <laughs> yeah. You know, Loki's only going to make it worse, right? Loki uh, will either fix everything or yeah. just render it unsavable. Yeah. Loki's like the only thing that can fix it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, because we, Loki's a big you part could, of the confusion, right? Like, yeah. Loki's lended so much to what the hell is going on. Yeah. The multiverse hasn't helped, but if you, like, take all the other shows that have been added in here since since the Infinity Saga wrapped up, if you could just cherry pick some of them, you, you'd have... You, Marvel would be in a great place if you threw out the rest. Like, if you threw out Eternals, that would make the MCU f- feel a little bit more cohesive. Uh, I would throw out She-Hulk. <laughs> I would throw out Ant-Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could easily cherry pick through. I would. I think I would leave in Secret War. Or uh, the scroll, uh, yeah. Secret War was the scroll invasion. Secret invasion. Secret invasion. Like because I think that dealt with some of the complexities of of the snap. Which I've said it before. I'll say it again. It that in itself should have been a storyline, and it's just been touched on or glossed over or completely ignored in every every everything we've gotten right spider-man's touched on it secret invasion touched on it ant-man kind of touched on it but like eternals completely glossed over it pretty much (laughs) uh um she hulk pretty much glossed over it like the like oh man like i don't even know where to go and how to talk about the MCU when we start talking about this could this could potentially happen like chris evans could come back it's like where is this conversation really going and how do i even a- a- approach it <laughs> it's, 
the, the MCU is just in such shambles, it feels like. Once you start digging into the weeds. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Okay. Well, that's the news. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter. All listed down below. Uh, Patreon. We have a Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and get some fun perks in return. And we have merch. Yes, we have coffee mugs. So you can get your Java. Well, you put, you know, you can put tea in it. You can take it everywhere. You put or milk tea or hot water. Really, if you're going to dip water, if you're going to dip cookies in milk, a mug is a great way to go. Right? Because it's wide and not too deep. You know? Or am I out to lunch? Is that just something from my childhood that everyone else didn't do? Was use a mug for their milk when they're dipping cookies in it. Oh, we have camper mugs. We got yeah. uh, we got metal mugs. Yeah, go camping. Yeah, take us with you. <laughs> you just went camping. For four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, not camping. And- Cabin. And you didn't even yeah. take a you didn't even take a mug. No, I didn't. No, there's mugs the already there. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, but not mugs that advertise. What are you doing? Um, not not taking a movie man mug. Apparently, we got cool trucker hats. Well, yeah, yeah. Are trucker hats still a thing? Trucker hat. I yeah, so, people still it's know. part of the part of the fashion now. You know, we got bucket hats. <clears throat> That's we got that. not a thing anymore. I don't think I've seen a bucket hat on anybody in ages. <laughs> We've got a cadet cap. Is that still that, a that, thing? I don't know if I've seen. Uh, maybe I have. I don't know. It It is if you buy bucket one. Bucket hat is definitely like a 90s thing. People, it's like a NSYNC boy band thing. A bucket hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring it back. We're going to bring it back. And we have pillows that you can rest your hatted head on. that is hydrated because you also drink anyways until next week uh, uh, stay classy (laughs) yeah there you go there you go (laughs) 